So then C2, we will imagine then you guys leave the desert and uh, as you're sort of getting to, you get to like the edge, right? You go over that last dune and there's like an edge there where you can see some trees, right? It's kind of like, I guess we make it like high desert, right? Like you're in like Northern New Mexico or something. So you get over the edge, it's turning from sand into that more like rockier um, sort of ground with some tall, tall trees around. Um, and so the gang then isn't going to go that far, right? You've got to the edge, they're kind of like, um, they're, they're desert, they're strictly desert only. Yeah, the Snake Oil Bicycle Club, they, they are strictly desert, a strictly desert gang. <laughs> yeah. And so they are then turned around, right? Or they're not going to be here anymore. You did, you did great, guys. Um, so then now you come across then, you know, get through this up to these, these trees and things. You notice, you know, you start seeing some scurry, like some woodland creatures, right? You kind of like follow what looks like then a path. Um, and you come upon then this large settlement built in the base of some of these trees up against a rock. Um, you can see on the front then these guards that are, you know, wearing skulls. They're dressed in leather. They have bone. And just, you know, not, not maybe so much the diesel. Um, they have big machines behind them. You can see some big wheels and stuff sort of gearing, turning um, in the back. But you can also see there's a, like sort of like bone and hide built into their particular clothing as well. And the, the guards then, you know, your, your engine kind of comes to a stop. The road just ends directly at this particular settlement. Um, they can see maybe some battle damage and things like that on on your vehicle. They kind of, you know, see you. They'll get visitors maybe, you know, once a month or once every two months. People sort of come by. The guards are sort of ready for this. They're not necessarily hostile. But you have reached this settlement here um, that you'll soon um, find out is known as the Hall of the Great Ones. The bones they have are, some of them are very are very large. Some of them are small. But it's, they're not sort of like small mammalian bones. These are strange or odd uh, bones to you guys. So... Um, this scene then, it's, you know, slightly roleplay. I'm not putting any obstacles out on the table. I have several sort of potential obstacles based on what you might do. Um, the themes for this, uh, for this scene then will be strangers become friends again. This is like a recurring theme of this, you know, this first session. Um, you can imagine using this, you know, and kind of anytime the game master sort of was sort of emphasizing that particular aspect of the roleplay, right? So the first three or four scenes, you might use that. If you guys even, you know, someone has an argument or maybe something would have gone wrong and Zip's character getting pulled could have done damage to him or something, um, you can have a theme, you know, like strange connections or something, right? And you could use that, you know, even playing it, like letting the narrative sort of, you know, give the GM like fuel or something for what you should be playing up, right? How to how to make the story a little more thematic or something. Um, right now, I'll have Strangers Become Friends. Again, end of my rope. Um, I like that idea of sort of desperation or um, kind of like, you know, you don't, you don't always have like the tool that you were expecting. You kind of just have, you know, whatever's around or something, right? You're always kind of scrambling for that that last thing. Um, and then the third theme of of this scene is getting your hands dirty. And so this is going to be, I mean, again, however we can make it mean as we play, but you can imagine this notion of, you know, like fixing things, getting, you know, digging through piles of things, you know, figuring out what's afoot here and how you're gonna, you know, how much you're gonna sort of, you know, get your get your elbows greasy sort of in this place, right? Um, the conditions that, that I would have started with are untrusting residents and scarce resources. So these are not thematic, just, you know, as you, you notice, even the guards here, right? This condition is immediately evident to you guys that this is, you know, these are distrustful times, right? And this idea of scarce resources that uh, would kind of always be in effect. This is something you could have in a lot of, a lot of places also. And I added a third one just because we have a coyote here, sort of based on the backstory of this village that I'd written before I knew that Stefan was going to be a coyote. Uh, I'm going to have a fear of carnivores is then a condition here, right? 
So pretty much every time Stefan makes rolls, makes checks, tries to do something, he's, he's going to be trip. triggering that condition, right? Oh. We're going to try to find ways to get around him. Like, hey, God, how about we leave him in the van? Or how about, you know, we like tie his hands? Or how about, you know, he does something, right? Some kinds of ways. You can't get rid of that condition, but you can trump it by maybe coming up with something else, right? Interesting. Or stuff, or you can just have, I mean, even the weasel, uh, I, I guess the weasel's an omnivore, but I think they're, I think they, they're dangerous to mice and things like that. Mm -hmm. This village here then is going to be probably about 70% lizard and then like 30% mammalian. Okay. So you guys are up at the, at the, the guard here thing to the little guard stand out front. Um, you can make small checks then that you'll be playing like you would sort of any other, like as though you were in combat or something, you can kind of like prepare yourself. Um, have little conditions if you want. You know, mostly maybe just get yourself a little drama here. Um, I won't make you roll every time you take a turn. It'll be more like when you, you know, for that effect. Or if you do something I think is meaningful, I'll say roll for that to see if you get drama. You can't just say, you can't just take 15 turns and get 15 drama, basically, right? <laughs> so it's a little bit of a downtime, but eventually, I mean, conflict or obstacles will arise or it wouldn't be a scene, right? So I'm kind of leaving it open only because there's several different paths you could take based on how you communicate with these different players. So the guards then halt. And I imagine you lurch to a stop. Yes, the massive vehicle very slowly lurches. And once again, uh, the second it finally does uh, come to a stop and all everything in it lurches forward as though it has uh, very little structural rigidity to it. Right. And uh, after that, the large hatch opens and Tobias turtles out, checking ahead left and checking ahead right. And then uh, stumbles out, dusts off his trucker hat, puts it back on. Well, we halted. All of the lizards are scrambling. There's maybe like 13 lizard sort of guards, right? Scrambling around. Um, they're not touching or anything, but they're surrounding your base vehicle. They definitely want to sort of, you know, they're peering in, trying to see if they can get at whatever information might be there. But they don't say too much until the grand, the, the large gate opens up. And, you know, this is a town that's, again, built out of recycled parts, right? So you can see weird wheels, weird different corrugated metal. You know, there's some parts of wood, there's like barbed wire kind of like, you know, strapped around the top of it and things like that. It's a very large, noisy sort of settlement. It might be something like the size of, uh, you know, like a, like a large high school or something, you know, spread out or maybe like a community college campus type thing, right? But there's, you know, a couple of different buildings, more like a compound behind a large wall. But the gates that open, almost like the gates to Jurassic Park sort of like open up and then out steps this big, fat lizard just kind of just comes like waddling forward with a you know big throat sack kind of thing. Maybe I mean, shoot, we could make him like uh, like a horned frog or something, right? So it's got the big sort of points up here and it's sort of like a desert, like a, a high altitude frog. Yes. Um, and he just sort of warbles up to you. He might not be the leader of this place. He might be, but he's definitely more important than the guards. <laughs> sort of squats up, lifts up his belly, just kind of like his throat and just kind of flaps it forward so he can even open his mouth. I guess, like, get it out of the way. How many of you are there, and what do you need? Assuming you must be after something. We're just looking for a place where our labor will be uh, rightly rewarded. Everyone who eats works. If your reward is food, we might be able to help out with that. And he's, everyone's still kind of looking around. Everyone who works eats, then. Well, indeed, we have to work together in this kind of terrible place. And he like looks up at the trees, almost like, you know, gestures to the, the wilds behind you. Yeah, that's the way at least I and my little fellow and the, the mice jump on my shoulders, see things. What do you think, new friends? I said towards the others. 
um, uh, well, uh, if everyone who eats works and everyone who works eats, uh, I think that's everyone. <laughs> You're getting what I'm putting out there, little one. That, 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 that depends. Does, does everyone work? He kind of, he gestures around to the, 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 the little, uh, throng of lizards and they all start cackling and chirping. And they're kind of like, we work 15 hour days every single day. And they're, they find your remark humorous as they know everyone works very, very hard in this dirty shanty town. Well, uh, if you have anyone, uh, with, I, I've, uh, know that, that you probably couldn't, uh, use any of my services, but if, if there are any, uh, Mammals here? I'm, I I am a skilled dentist, and I know that's hard to come by these days. Whoa! He kind of like makes it. I mean, obviously the mammal, the mammals make up three percent of the population, but mammals can be pretty important, right? In this particular thing, he whoa, he seems very impressed enough by this. Still, people looking, peering in. Well, if you don't bear too many weapons, it is a place where we can always use skilled hands. Well, um, I've got Wolf, and he's a military intelligence. He knows all about weapons. Whoa, what? And he's like looking, are you like pointing or maybe gesturing towards this? Which, which one is Wolf? Wolf? Wolf is, and she like spins in a circle a couple of times trying to point to her backpack. <laughs> I am Wolf. Nice. Um, shoot, I'll give, I'll give you a check on that for Wilhelmina, and we'll give, we'll give, um, Zips a check on the, uh, Strangers become friends for actually offering something. I, I guess it doesn't matter because it's always it's going to be three no matter what I roll. Three or high, yeah, it's generally three. Okay, I got ten. I got three. Two successes. Okay, so you guys then, yeah, you've you've you, one of you is in you've impressed in coming across non-threatening, and the other one that's impressed by offering some kind of service. So they're cool with letting you. They're cool with letting you come in. Any weapons must be left inside your vehicle. There is a parking lot. We do have visitors now and then. Um, as you like, sort of then pull in, like hopefully not Trojan horse style. Past the sign says not responsible for lost and stolen vehicles. <laughs> uh, you can see where there's you know a few different motorbikes, and there's you know maybe some like there's even like a parked encampment of like RV type things where they've kind of like built out, you know, in like what maybe used to be like a common yard or like a sports yard at a different time. Maybe you see some like basketball hoops that are broken, and now it's just turned into like an RV park of like refugees or people just you know searching for you know more resources or communal living or you know, some way to sort of beat the scarcity that's out there in the badlands and things like that. So you're not, you know, it's, you're not like the only guests they've seen in years or something. Right. And they let you come in and um, they let you have a spot to park. You know, they're kind of like flag you in, you know, like you're at a, a baseball game or something and they park you up like half on a hill. So there's a little, maybe some of the stuff slides down off the workbench or something. Um, but yeah. Do I recognize uh, any vehicle or ride, which uh, would be concerned Ooh. about the owners? Ooh. Okay, good one. Based on Papa was a Rolling Stone, right? Yeah, here, yeah. Roll a check on that, and it'll be this will be like your your father telling you stories of the of the Badlands. Yeah, I mean, if if his dad was bopping around the whole scene, hey, do Zips and Wilhelmina get drama points? Yeah, Is that I what happened. Token. Yep, I gave you each a drama token. Okay, cool. Yep, and Reese rolled. That was a ten. Nice. Okay, excellent. So for that, then I'll say the we'll just give we'll give you a drama token too. And you can see then that these people here are probably not in any way historic enough or like dramatic enough to have tales told about them. You don't see any of the classic markings. You don't, you know, recognize like the fortress or, you know, from any of like the outposts 
in the tales your dad told you, you know, like crossing the badlands, interesting sort of people and places. They would be off of that uh, map. But then I guess as you're eyeing through that, then you can tell that all, I mean, everything's old and crusted here, but it's not like, um, it's not old, right? It's probably just like a generation or two old. So maybe some people alive were still here when it was built. Okay, I was just concerned some new arrivals in that place uh, would have been suspicious or something like that. The gang that you know of, um, don't approach this far. Um, the guy definitely wants to take you in. They're, you're going to have, you know, a kind of like a, a thorough interview of sorts, right? Like before you can sort of wander around freely. It's a matter of, you know, where do you fit? How do you fit? Can you be separated? Are you staying together? You know, do you need housing? Like, you know, sort of stuff like that. Can you sleep in your vehicle? Like he's going to sort of, you know, like motion you up to talk to the big dogs. Are they literally dogs? Ooh, no, they're not. In this case, they're not. Um, there, are, there are no carnivores in this place. Um, Will Hamina sort of, as they're walking, as they're being led by this group, I'm um, sort of, uh, sort of steps in line with uh, Stefan. Okay. Uh, and says, um, well, "This is uh, we 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 can make this place better. These people work 15 hours a week. That's that's or 15 hours a day. 15 hours a week would be admirable. That's way too. That's far too much to work. Maybe with your with your inventions and my electricity, we can we can automate this place and make everyone's lives much better." I mean, it's great if people really hate what they work for here and uh, the means of production are not gathered uh, among a, a few wealthy elite. So it's perfect. So he's like, yeah, he's, he's like industriousness, industriousness. So you guys, you guys get, you get to the hall and you have then, um, they, they first and foremost make sure, right? They make sure you're not safe. Um, so I would say, Zips, you probably don't have your windbreaker on you. Okay, so that was like of the condition, right? To leave that. Yeah, that's not really a concealable. Right, right. <laughs> Tobias would probably be with you, though. I imagine you still yep. have a follower, right? Yep. Here's the mount pet. Mount pet. Um, the mount pet. Mount <laughs> I'm just gonna pet. ride him around. I guess he's yeah. a pet right now because the because the he's truck is yeah right. elsewhere. Yeah. He's a yeah. When he's in the truck, he's considered the mount. When he's out of the truck, he's considered. <laughs> yeah. The, the conceit was uh the, because he he built it himself. He built the crew cabin such that only he could fit in there. Like, no one else oh, can really yeah. do it. It's, it's just really turtle-shaped. It's, like, exactly yeah. turtle-shaped. <laughs> and so they then, as you pass, you see all this, like, artwork sort of on the walls, all these, like, paintings and things, you know, scrawled murals. Um, and you get to the front, and they then tell you the tale of their settlement, right? Which, you know, we're exchanging knowledge is one of the most important resources to share. And so they're going to give you their long tail, and then you give them your long tail, right? Like, do you know water? Where is the nearest water? Do you, have you found fresh fruit? Do you know how to grow things, right? They're going to be, you're kind of exchanging information about the world at large, right? Like what you might, what do you know about beyond mm -hmm. our environment? What can you tell us, right? Oh, well, I can tell them a lot, huh? You guys, you guys would have tons of information. What they have is that they live in this, these halls of the great ones. And so they, they point to then when you walk inside, there's a giant like Tyrannosaurus Rex skull that you guys are like meeting inside. Right. So like they've sort of half excavated through what looks like maybe six or like like six or seven different dinosaurs. And they've kind of like built into like, you know, the rib cage of like a large brontosaurus or something like is like their chamber. Right. And so they just sort of fetishize the great ones and these giant bones. That, I mean, if you're like a frog, this thing is literally like. Okay. I mean, if you find, yeah, a giant lizard fossil, I guess. So they, so they kind of, they worship, like, you know, the lizards are, like, better than mammals here, sort of. Um, and all, you know, any, like, a monitor lizard that looks sort of the same shape or something um, is one of these is sort of, that's, like, their hierarchy then. Their status comes from how much they look like these giant 
animals from the past. Oh, these people are incredibly bigoted. <laughs> when you when we are exposed to that, you see the hopping mice uh, hopping towards uh, very close to the ears of uh, Reese, and uh, they they tell him something you you cannot understand. And you just hear Reese understand Reese re replying, "No, no, I, I don't think those dinosaurs are right wing. Don't worry." <laughs> Excellent. So yeah, so so their 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 story is all, is like a religious tale of them um, finding these bones and building around. You know, there must have been some earthquake that sort of cracked this rock apart and exposed these um, these fossils, and they built around it, collected what they could. Um, and they kind of then fetishize bones also. So they dress in bones. They're very much, you know, more so than the diesel punk that these people are sort of living in this relic. As a dentist, may I say that it's courageous <laughs> that all of you worship carnivores. And the lizards kind of look at each other. Well, they are more powerful than what we can, what we can do ourselves. Sometimes you have to rely on the strengths of others. They're also dead. Long extinct. Well... These ones are, yes, these fine, fine bones, but, you know, there's, there are always carnivores around, and they again exchange knowing glances and things, but they, they should be respected. Knowing glances. And so then maybe this is like, there's like four of these big two-pound frogs here, and then we'll have, you know, one, like the, the token squirrel, you know, he's like... <laughs> token squirrel. <laughs> like, I get, I get, I get on the, yeah, I get on the, the list, because he's really old, maybe, right? And he can go through the trees and stuff. He's like the Hermes or something in the crew. And then the rest of them are going to be smaller lizards, like little, like, anoles. And there's maybe four or five of those, right? So, but the big four frogs are kind of the ones that are, you know, kind of the leaders because they're the oldest ones. But the other lizards, you know, will speak, and, and you're kind of interacting with maybe the 10 or 11 of them total. And yeah, and they explain that the halls of the Great One, and there are many tunnels that go through this rock. That's um, also been sort of built out, so there are machines and contraptions. They do have a well, and they will welcome any of you if you'd like to stay inside the halls. Uh, they've been sort of, you know, they, they kind of want this to then become a residential hub. So they are offering, you know, if, if there are peaceful people, we do want to grow our numbers and become as, as independent as we can. I'll take some of my new compatriots and old compatriot aside and, and say... Well, maybe maybe this is salvation for us. I mean, this this place seems organized and well run. It it has its faults, but it's it's defensible, and they they have a set of worship. Who who knows this this could be it. I mean, it, it could. And then Wolf interrupts. Probability of ambush sixty six point five percent. Sixty six point five. Why would you round? What? Well, anyway, <laughs> less than two thirds. But we can improve here. This is a place where we can build. We Ooh, can yes. We we could take the well and we could build uh, a big wind. They all kind of shiver and move away when Stefan starts talking. <laughs> the giant coyote. He's a coyote. It just sounds like growling to them. Mm -hmm. They can't even really make it out because they don't they don't have enough experience with like the guttural voices of the dog types. And I, I kind of lean over and like, but 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 you worship giant carnivores. It's which just shows that they're intelligent. I understand this. Yeah. <laughs> Our friend the giant carnivore should fit right in. I Maybe they only like dead carnivores. Oh, maybe. It does seem like they're giving much more praises to the ones that uh, have died. That are bones. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, well, we'll try and not get you on the worship list anytime soon. That would be helpful. Well, yeah, religion is the opium of the, the maces, but 
you know, if, as you were saying, uh, if we can work here towards a common good together and uh, our work being rewarded properly, uh, I, think, yeah, I think it's great. I think indeed that might be the place. So you guys will then exchange, you'll tell all of your personal stories. And if this were like, you know, eight o'clock central time, we would, I'd give you some more of that. <laughs> um, I'm going to let you, so as you come to know then, they, you describe the gang that was chasing you. They know that that gang is often a mercenary sort of like for higher arm of the Duchess. Mm. And the Duchess, she runs both, you know, this half, that half of the desert and this half of the forest. Right. But they are independent from the Duchess and they're very proud of this fact. She has no sway. Some say she is a dog. Some say she is an eagle. Some say she is a large snake. Some say she is a fish. Right. They have all these sort of conflicting tales. Um, but they themselves are independent. We have our own source of power and they kind of snicker and exchange knowing glances. And the Duchess has been able to leave us alone. Um, if that band is after you though, that could mean you've brought a little danger to ourselves. They, the only time they would move past that boundary is if they're on special command of the Duchess. And so they're a little, maybe more, um, a little more scared than maybe they were before. We don't know why, I guess, or who put those dudes on the, on that tree there or what they were hoping to, to get out of that. But the people let you know that you are, you should, you are safe here. Um, and they offer to let you then stay inside this, the large sort of, hollowed out structure instead of your small little van if you would like all except for the coyote the coyote has to sleep in the tortoise truck so wilhelmine has been talking to the old squirrel and then after the third time the abbess was electrocuted they kicked me out of the convent <laughs> yeah, yeah the camera pans and you hear the end of the conversation yeah i'm sorry did you say our very good friend stefan would have to stay in a van while we all lived in bones well the rooms aren't large enough for one of that size and don't you have very large lizards you know Monitor lizards, aren't they very large also? The most of them don't live inside, actually. Oh. Well, perhaps Stefan can live with them. If he would like to sleep among the crags, that would be allowed as well. But inside here, and they kind of gesture, you know, towards what they consider then very well-decorated holes in the cave, right? Like, but inside our refined accommodations, only the smaller mammals, I think, would probably fit. Yeah, these Upper East Side caves are really valuable. <laughs> and they're like, you know, it's like one square foot. I mean, you're getting, you're getting great. <laughs> Twelve square inches, you mean, yeah. <laughs> Cubic, even. But if you want to stay there, and then I'll just jump into, I mean, maybe we'll we'll skip up to what could have been. Uh, well, I mean, uh, it, I really want to, uh, if, if, if we're going to start stretching time from immediate conversations to like a little bit of time dwelling here, then then uh, I would be really interested in figuring out what everyone keeps looking at each other and snickering about as far as a source of power. Okay. J just, just based on past experience from being long in the tooth and always being just a hair's breadth of salvation, I'm kind of like, my mind immediately jumped to, are they heating their homes by burning the corpses of their visitors? Okay, so wait, so let's say you are, all right, let's, let's give a concrete, what you're, okay, so over the course of the first week, you guys mm -hmm. are here. Mm -hmm. I'll give each of you one check for how you spend your time in this week. Perfect. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So one check. So you then um, will have Zips is kind of like conversing, doing what, you know, doing what he can, but his goal is what are, what's up with these knowing glances when they're talking about their, either the carnivores or their... their you know, it's, it's, it's amazing uh, what people will mumble almost incomprehensibly to you when you're digging in their jaw. 
and, oh, and, and got I've, I've got an ear for that. I mean, people will say anything. They don't think you know. Excellent. Yeah. So yeah, I'll give you. I'll give. Yeah, we'll say a check for that. Um, there's no obstacles yet. Uh, so just a small check. Then that's a pass. Excellent. Six. They have carnivore patrons that must somehow be very much alive. They rely on the strength of the carnivores to protect them from the Duchess. Dinosaurs? Zips, did you say that they told you they have dinosaurs? Well, carnivores that are alive, I don't know. uh, I don't, I mean, you're the invention-y one. Does does that mean, could they have made one of these into some sort of animatronic thing? Maybe with like five separate dinosaur parts as arms and legs out of cars, (laughs) but then somehow come together? Stefan, what do you think about animating a sort of, a sort of mechanical dinosaur? From bones. I, I don't know, but... but uh, they... Go not Stefan, Zips. <laughs> I'm talking to the scientist, not the dentist. Yes. <laughs> Dentistry is a fine science, and I hop out for a moment. <laughs> I believe that's on page 20 of my manuscript. Shall we look at it? Oh, yes, let's. Okay, so Stephen I guess... Bruce is a, a book that's got several drawings in it. Oh, nice. Okay, well, I'll let you play to the to the inventionist key then, Stefan, since you can't participate out in town. If you now want to start doing research, as like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. Roll, roll one die for the inventionist key. <laughs> nope, I got a two. Okay, so you've got, so Zips gets that they're, they have a protection deal. Maybe over the course of a whole week, there are, there are, yeah, there are living carnivores that are protecting this town and area, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Stefan comes back. There's no way they could build such a thing. Like, you know, the weight ratios wouldn't work right. These bones would snap if you geared them together. Your Megazord theory is just completely, <laughs> completely inane. It's not gonna, it's not gonna work. I think the, the mice, let's call that the Muskevitz battalion, they're gonna go into nooks and crooks to try to gather information. Uh, they're very concerned about those dinosaurs. They really want to make sure they're not right wing. Okay. So they're, they're ch- ch- chattering. Yeah, yeah, and you want... all over the place, and uh, yeah, okay. eavesdropping also. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Three or higher for the nooks and crooks. Three, three, nice, nice. one. So I will say then with that, um, if the game master has like several conditions or something afoot, like if you sort of like solve the puzzle, or if you like, oh, are they thinking this? I give you a token and put the condition down. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it works out for. You know, usually for like mystery. You know, when you're not in combat and stuff like that, you want to get dirt on the judge. If you're like, wait a minute, I think he's, you know, maybe he's taking a bribe from this guy. It's like, oh, you get the token and that condition like re- is reveal sort of um, on the board. And so if we want to make them, then I'm not going to give you both since you weren't like right on it. But instead of you then make a condition with the success, you could reveal a condition with the success. Does that make sense? Oh, instead of taking the drama token. Yeah. Right. So like you'll use your success. To either get a drama token or to make a condition, because your mice like aren't. I mean, you as a character aren't in charge of the backstory to the village. You wouldn't get to like make up whatever you want. But I can then reveal to you one of the conditions. Yeah, you can either solve the mystery or get a drama token, basically. Yeah. Um... I mean, he could make a condition like the mice are spread out all over the, you know, all over the compound, listening. Right. He can make that condition if he wanted to himself. If he wanted to like learn a piece of information, I would instead reveal it because he's not in charge of that. Okay, that's tough. So mechanically, you're adding information. I'm just deciding what it is. Three options. Tough choices. I would say a condition. I'd like to create a condition like uh, 
I don't know what's the right term, but uh, yeah, epidemic ideology. So the the mice made a lot of sort of not quite allies yet, but people who are sensible to their ideology and they they might intervene at some point. We're, 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 instead of solving their mystery, we're creating a Marxist revolution. Is that what's happening? Could we yeah. instead, Calvin, erase untrusting residents? We could oh. do that as well. Okay, and solve yeah. that condition, basically? Okay, yep, sure. Yeah, yeah, let's do that then. That's great. Yeah, okay, cool. So, so then your mice then are sort of like researching um, these you know, making sure the bones are all right. And also when people are asking why, like, you know, through you, I mean, yeah, you guys, you've built up sort of like, yeah, you guys have built up this, like, yeah, we love, and you've been since the beginning, right? You, Oh, I love this place. You guys work so great. And by constantly agreeing with them, you've actually sort of like nudged them in a different direction, right? (laughs) You've said yes so much, you've actually then manipulated them into thinking what they weren't thinking before. Like, oh, very good idea you guys have. Like, yeah. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, no, good, good willing brothers like uh, carnivores yeah. like the weasel or the giant coyote should be accepted yeah. as comrades as any of us. So we are all equals. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think Wilhelmina is sort of scrounging through the sort of materials and setting up um, st- um, and creating static collectors. And so I, I, anytime I walk by a static collector, I'll gather electric, eclectic energy. And so uh, I think she, what I, what I would like to do is just get a drama token. And so I think she's okay. just setting up, rather than create a condition of having these collectors everywhere, I think I just want to like build drama because what I'm in theory trying to do is build enough drama to have enough, you know, eclectic energy to summon Wolf. Yeah. yeah, perfect. Yeah, so, so for your hire. Four. Nice. Picture her putting big balloons on uh, Stefan's back. <laughs> constantly just, rubbing yes. His fur. Yes. So everywhere Every- he goes, he's just always like fluffed up, like it's like a like in a bad hair day. So people are even either either more intimidated by him because he's bigger, or like they're like, "Oh, he's so soft, he can't possibly yeah. be a threat to us." <laughs> Excellent. So okay, so that's what that's half of y'all, right? So we'll say then, um, in the course of you know throughout this week, then. In one of the rooms you're staying in, there are a bunch of scratch marks on the inside of the door. Gulp. And you can see, and you're starting then to notice in certain areas of the place, everything's, you know, well decorated as it could be, I guess, in certain ways. Um, But you will then, in small cases, see signs of struggle or signs of duress. But you don't see anything firsthand yourself. Maybe. And now we've got um, (laughs) Booty, Reese. We got Booty and Reese left with full turns. And uh, Tobias. And Tobias. Oh, yeah. Well, t- Tobias, uh, being slow and steady, has uh, f- mostly been rooting around for spare gas and, uh, you know, managed to find some. Not a lot. There's not a lot to be had. But he managed to find a can or two and bartered, begged. Uh, turns out his hats were a little popular. Um, <laughs> but uh, after that... He's he's uh, just kind of the the kind of good listening down home local sort who can uh, just kind of pick up rumors about if if this uh, little village keeps calmed down by conducting a regular purge using their carnivores <laughs> to just eat people. Uh, OK, so he's he's just being down home and folksy and like getting to the truth by just being very non-threatened and very like. I'm just talking to this guy at the bar. Right? Yep. Don't say what he says. You know, you you run your mouth. I, you know, I work hard for my money too. <laughs> yep, three or higher. I can take that. Three. Yeah, yeah, heck yeah. Um, yeah, they've there's a they've made a deal with a cougar, and the Duchess is scared 
to death of this particular village because they have a deal with um, a cougar and anyone that you know doesn't work doesn't you know get the stuff done maybe they're old uh, and they're elderly gets uh fed, fed to the cougar to the purged out to the Ooh. and it's a little bit violent a little not violent you know it's also like you can volunteer yourself oh. for such things you know oh, like it's, it's but uh you know you get fatted up and you know treated very well for like a month oh, or nice. two you know it's like very you get like a long time of good living you know they make it as as humane as possible of a well you know they might even vote it's like communal right they are a pretty good collective and it's like hey we made this deal and now we've got to live with it that we give them you know four pounds we got to give him four pounds or you know whatever um and it's a cougar that's out in the woods and whenever it comes around you gotta feed it, right? So they'll put stuff out. They'll... Zips, hearing this news, uh, starts thinking about how old he is. <laughs> I don't say Wilhelmina is also not <laughs> a, not a spring chicken anymore. That's true. And you, yeah, let's say you guys are the ones that are they put up in the nice rooms that have like <laughs> scratches in the door. Otherwise, they're like really posh. I couldn't right possibly now. eat another bite of cheese, but no, maybe just maybe one more. <laughs> it's way far thin. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay so they've been, yeah but they're not cruel i mean you know you get you get that it's like a collective thing right it's sad for people but it's not like they don't violently tie you up and like wicker man you or whatever you know there's like yeah so yeah good one that's yeah good <laughs> okay. yeah great i'm glad we know that john Mellencamp lives in the mountains and comes down to eat people <laughs> um, it's a cheery happy place I'm gonna go. Uh, I think uh, Armadio Reese is gonna gonna be very invested in the community, work very hard, and will not hesitate to get his hand dirty. So yeah, just gonna work very hard and uh, helping digging stuff and etc. Mining through the area. Oh yeah, so he's at, you're doing like your your real your good mining then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing my yeah. thing. Yeah, I'd say that's, that's easily the boulder. Okay. One with the boulder, yeah. I thought it was a team. I thought it was getting your hands dirty. Or getting your hands dirty, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I rolled a 10 again. Uh, awesome, rock on. 10. Ba -ba -ba. So let's say you then... Um, okay, yeah, if we're not... if, if We're going to have to give you like a timed climax then, right? So like whatever, whichever <laughs> fight you're going to... Whatever fight you're going to make, I'm going to give you a certain amount of rounds. It'll just be like how much you can do, right, to okay. get through the last yes. half hour here. Yes. So we'll say then he finds, like, so let's say you find some new skeleton. You find some, like, awesome uh, new remains, I guess, well. that are then greatly celebrated by the community. If you, if you can be like, oh, I know exactly how to, you can, like, excavate rock faster than they can because of your, like, skill in such things. And so, yeah, so they are going to, uh, have some kind of like little like bone festival or something that's super awesome and you guys all get sort of like treated as like guests of honor like karate kid 2 for like the bone dance like type festival or something is last on the menu a good name for a condition Ooh, well <laughs> i mean that would make a good theme too but if you want to set up a, i mean we can't create really, themes they're right gonna, they're probably not gonna feed you anyway because you're like not like a cougar favorite food right so uh, <laughs> If you're like this crusty armadillo, I mean, you might be, you might be all right. No, but what does the team think? So, so what can we get out of that? Uh, you can get drama, or you can create a condition, or you can erase a condition. I, I think we should be take drama. Yeah, that's what I would do if I were you, uh, Caleb, is grab some drama. Yeah, let's do that. Dice. So I can use my elemental maybe at some point. Yep. So that's one more drama. 
Well, the, the the mice have one, I think, and you have one. But at any time, you can you can switch, switch them on your yeah. Really? Okay. Can I do that with my Once mount pet? Round. Once per uh, round. Yeah. If it's yeah, handed no. Okay, oh, cool. man, man. I wish I had a hand. Oh wait, no, sorry, he can't. He can't because it's a follower. Sorry, assets he can't. Oh, oh. but if he if I'm writing when him, he's the mount. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay, so well, you wear him as a shield or something. And <laughs> it's not generally a tortoise who drives a minivan, but yes, we've done <laughs> we've done well. Um, so we still have Booty. While all of that's going on, uh, Booty has spent the week. He is trying to reinforce the walls and make things safer here, because he realizes he's taller than everybody else, and if something attacks going over the top, him and Stefan are in danger. Okay. I like that. I'll say three or higher for tunnel vision, right? He's minded of the tunnels. <laughs> He's literally trying to fix the tunnels. <laughs> uh, I got a nine. Nice. Okay, so you guys, so you discovered dinosaur bones. You guys are having some kind of festival. And now, shoot. I guess we have three options then. Without accusations getting directions to make the last bit here, you can have, I guess I'll let you choose. You can go out with them if you've uncovered sort of the issue the cougars do you can escort the the trip that goes out there to drop off um there's like maybe three old let's say stoats of some sort so like weasel type thing right (laughs) you can like escort them out and then you know maybe play your heroes game if you want or not right with what happens there you can like volunteer to escort the thing out you could volunteer to be the food and then do whatever you wanted when you got to the cougar as well. You can, I guess, if they if they hear though that 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 roving band is sort of in the area, then those people did end up crossing the border. Maybe they got new orders. Um, so you could maybe take responsibility for that, saying, "Well, it's kind of our fault," and go try to head that off. Or you could hunker down here and realize that attack is on the way and try to make it as manic as possible. Yes. We're thinking that fourth one and we're going to we're going to use that last check to create a condition of higher walls and then we're going to be all ready. Is that what you want? So yeah, so you're going to do like you're going to hunker down, right? Yeah, no, that's good. Okay. So, yes. I'm, I don't think any of us are excited to meet the cougar. <laughs> I mean, uh, he's got a wonderful singing voice I hear. He's got a great singing voice. Uh, it's and, uh, his friend Diane is so cool. <laughs> that cougar, uh, she's single. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Can we please go back to making so, John Mellencamp jokes instead? <laughs> Can we just agree that if the cougar comes to play, she's voiced by Jane Seymour? I think that would be great. <laughs> oh, f- and I'll have from- to do the accent. I'll also have to do the accent. <sighs> and okay, so I'm going to launch scene three then, Bad Moon Rising. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I imagine you want to keep your drama, right? Yep. Yeah, if we can keep it, we've been yep. stacking it for this. Yep, for sure. Yep, you've been doing great. Those themes of getting your hands dirty, I'm going to give to uh, Reese for that dig there. For Strangers to Become Friends, I guess I'll go to... I might give that to Zips, I guess, for the, the dentist listening, or to Tobias. I would let Scott decide if he wants to keep it or give it to his familiar to sort of level up. Oh, yeah, uh, I would take it for me. Okay, and then end of the rope, I guess I would give to Stefan for that little role and just being stuck in the cave the whole time and just trying to come up with uh huh. and the whole time he's like no guys the megazord thing is just not gonna work and then like but he didn't realize that no one else was thinking about that anymore so he spends weeks doing all sorts of nothing and i tell you he really, reinforces we, the walls that idea like hours ago none of us were done with that idea sorry oh do the team are spent again or do we yeah do we spend themes 
yeah, what to level up. I guess we're not going to get okay, there. Okay, 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 okay. No worries. Yeah. When you saved up four of them, you could get a new trade okay. or roll. And There's no way of spending individual ones. So. Yeah, right, but yeah. For, for, for those listening who are wanting to know how uh, Fantasy works, now they know. Grab them themes, you know, level up your character, do better things. Nice. Okay, yeah. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out therpgacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the DriveThruRPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.